everyone, this is Mercy Sugai. I'm a graduate student in the higher education program at Syracuse University and a graduate assistant in the Office of Student Activities. I'm also lucky enough to co-chair the Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month Planning Committee with Huey Xiao, Associate Director of Multicultural Affairs and the Kessler Program and Interim Director of the Disability Cultural Center. AAPI Heritage Month is traditionally celebrated in April on campus while students are still here, while it's celebrated in May nationally. This year's theme is regrounding, celebrating our identity. These past two years have been challenging for the AAPI community in light of the pandemic and the rise in anti-Asian hate and bias. There is still a time for us to reclaim our identities and find pride, strength, and joy in who we are, and we share this with the university community. This year, the AAPI Heritage Month Planning Committee is partnering with the Census Project, which is housed in the Office of Supportive Services. OSS serves students in the Arthur O. Eve Higher Education Opportunity Program and TRIO Student Support Services. The Census Project uses audio recording to create a unique and dynamic student community with the goal of increasing marginalized students' sense of belonging by leveraging their creative potential through podcasting and music production. By sharing marginalized students' stories, the hope is to create a more inclusive and understanding university community. This podcast is an adoptee roundtable that features Asian American international adoptees at Syracuse University. Christian Buonadonna is a senior in sport management in the David B. Falk College of Sport and Human Dynamics, as well as a member of the AAPI Heritage Month Planning Committee. He sat down with fourth-year architecture student Leah Margolis and sophomore student Mary-Kate Kevins, who is studying in the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications and Maxwell School of Citizenship and Public Affairs. With courage and honesty, Christian, Leah, and Mary-Kate share their adoption stories so that others can learn more about their particular journeys as it relates to their identity and understanding of what it means to be adopted. We want to thank them for their openness and willingness to do this podcast for AAPI Heritage Month. Take a listen. Hi, everyone. I am uh, uh, your host, uh, Christian Bonadonna, uh, for this podcast about adoption uh, and students here at SU. Um, so if anyone else wants to go around and just introduce themselves, um, so I'm uh, from the uh, Falk School uh, and I'm a senior currently. Um, yeah, hi, my name is Leah Margolis. Um, I am a current fourth year. Um, I'm in the architecture program. Um, I feel like we should say that everybody's experiences here are individual experiences, not speaking for all adoptees or the entire adoptee population or anybody from any particular country or place. Yeah. Okay. Right. (laughs) That being said. Yes. Um, um, is there anything else you mentioned? (laughs) No, no. All right, cool. (laughs) Um, I'm Mary Kate Kevens. I'm a sophomore in the Newhouse school and also Maxwell. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah, I mean, we just wanted to go uh, around and maybe just talk about a little bit about like our adoption stories. So like I know um, for myself personally, um, like I mean I came here to the states when I was uh, at six months old. Uh, I was born in Korea. I don't know where. Um, I just know that like a good um, family friend of my adopted uh, father and mother uh, was like doing a trip to Korea and. A business trip to Korea, and he said, like, yeah, like, you know, I'll, I'll pick up, you know, your your child, uh, you know, for you, you know, when you, uh, you know, decide to adopt, and uh, so that's exactly what happened. <laughs> he went over, and it was probably around, like, you know, late December, so it was around Christmas time, and then, you know, eventually I just, I came back to the States. I actually uh, came in from Seattle, and then went to, went then right from Seattle to Philadelphia, because um, that's where uh, I am from, 
uh, you know, the Philadelphia area. And um, so, yeah, I was a, I was an early Christmas gift, if you really want to put it that way, um, <laughs> Christmas Eve of 2000. Um, and uh, I just remember, like, all the families were there, I mean, at least from pictures that I've seen, like, you know, in, like, fold albums and stuff like that. Like, there's, like, whole, like, families that are, like, saying, like, oh, welcome, Christian. Like, welcome home. So welcome cute. home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I seen, like, my mom and my grandparents, you know, holding me. And, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of kind of wonderful. Great, you know. And then I also saw, like, some pictures of, like, I was with a foster family uh, in Korea. I think I had, like, maybe two brothers and two sisters from the, in that, like, foster family. And uh, there's, like, one picture, I guess, of, like, I don't know if it's a foster mom or, you know, potentially it could be my birth mother, but I have, like, no idea because it's kind of a standalone picture of me and the, and the mom in the picture. So, like, um, and I can picture it in my head, um, but honestly, I haven't seen the pictures in a while. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, that's just one of the things, I guess, that, like, tugs at me is, like, you know, obviously, you know, who are my birth parents and, like, you know, where did I come from and everything like that. But um, I'd love to hear your stories. Yeah, um... Well, it's so funny. You said, like, you know, I was a Christmas Day present. It's so funny to me because, like, same. Um, <laughs> uh, I was adopted on Christmas Eve 2000. Um, I came in at eight months old, um, and I was adopted from China. I know where. It's called Sanshui uh, Chu. Uh, it's a district now, Sanshui um, City it was at the time. But, you know, I was found supposedly in, like, a public place. And then, like, um, I was brought to an orphanage. And I was adopted with a whole bunch of other kids at the same time. So my parents had this, like, we, we call it now, like, the the China Cousins group. We used to re- get, like, have reunions and stuff, too. And then, yeah, I, you know, I, I went to PA, where I'm from, Philly. Grew up there. Went to very small schools and then came here to this <laughs> big school. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, that's the general overview of, like, my history, but I guess we can get into the, like, uh, what it's like being in a PWI later. <laughs> um, I wasn't a Christmas present. I was a little later in January, um, but I was born in a city in Kazakhstan, Uralsk, and I think it's kind of funny. Uralsk is, like, right on the border of, like, the divide between the continents of Europe and Asia, And so I just, like, kind of feel like that's a very good representation of me because, like, being Kazakh and being Asian, but also being in, like, a white Irish-American house, it's, like, my two identities were formed from where I was born. Um, But, yeah, so I was born in Kazakhstan, and then I was adopted when I was, like, nine months old, and then I came to the United States, lived in Jersey my entire life, also grew up going to fairly small schools, came to Syracuse, and here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, here we are. Um, Yeah, so, like, you know, going through, like, I was honestly, like, you know, growing up as a kid, I was kind of, like, you know, I was always, like, telling people, oh, yeah, I'm adopted, you know. I mean, uh, and, you know, I don't think, like, many people, I guess, like, thought anything of it, you know, growing up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really didn't have any, like, people being, like, like, oh, you know, like, you're... um, or like you know like really questioning you know me and then like I guess but I guess like looking back at some of like my yearbooks and all that stuff like I'm wondering like you know people like see like my mom and like and my younger sister right now she's adopted also from South Korea too and uh we I mean we have a great relationship because of the fact that like we all come from a 
you know, a white American family. Like, we're all, like, grown up within a white American family. And, uh, you know, it's definitely, like, that tie of being the only people of color in our family is, like, that, you know, <laughs> you just, like, have that bond, you know, mm-hmm. look at each other during, like, um, you know, family gatherings and stuff like that. But, uh, no, I mean, like, growing up, I guess I was comfortable with it to a certain degree. And then, like, I think really when I came here to college to here to Syracuse, I was kind of, like, wondering, like, more about it. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. to have, desire to learn more about what it's like to be adopted. And kind of in, like, I guess the recent last, like, two years or so, like, or so I've been, like, really thinking a lot about it, uh, especially over the pandemic, too. Like, you know, I was, like, wondering, you know, since I had so much time at home, I was like, hmm, you know, maybe just, like, do a little bit of, you know, searching and stuff like that and getting to know that side of myself. And uh, my parents, they gave me, like, two books. Um, that's about it in terms of, like, exposure to Korea that I've gotten. Um, I think that, you know, they – I would, like, open it up you know, every once in a while. I just didn't really think much of, about it, though, because it was just kind of like a book, right? I wasn't really exposed to, like, the culture or anything like that. I know there's, like – you know, there's probably festivals or anything like that, but I wasn't really going to any of those. And, um, you know, but, I mean, of course, like, I'm very grateful for, you know, the life that my parents, you know, give me here um, – but sometimes I wonder, like, you know, maybe sometimes I I wish I would had that, you know, exposure to culture, like Asian culture at least, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, coming here, like, and then looking at, like, you know, adoption, like, videos and seeing different people's perspectives and um, just really got me thinking about my own journey and, like, how I can, you know, traverse on my own journey. Um, so I'm, like, I guess I'm curious if, like, any of you, both of you have thought about that. I know um you said, Leah, about, you know, like, you knew, like, where you're from, and, like, I don't know where I'm from, so, like, I don't know if you can, like, share a little bit about that. Yeah, um, it's so interesting. I I think, you know, we can all probably kind of relate to this as adoptees, like, you know, you, you, no matter how much information you get, you always kind of want more, you know, ideally, and, you know, I've had to, I guess, ration with the fact that I may not know anymore um I guess I've kind of been like oh you know like it it, my life will be complete right when I find out but you know it's 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 hard to wrestle with that I may never actually know more um but in terms of thinking about everything I feel like with adoption I my parents did a really great job of they surrounded me actually with a lot of adoptee uh families so but also kids from other places so I had uh Korean American um adoptee families, um, Chinese, Vietnamese, Cambodian, um, Indian. So, I mean, they did a great job with that because for, you know, a while I think I grew up just like not thinking anything of being adopted, just like it was a fact, you know, the fact that I like art or something, you know, I just like that. Um, I had a lot of adoptee books. I went to Chinese school, which of course, like I think any kid, you know, like you're like, oh, I don't want to go to extra school, you know, but like I'm glad I had it now. I took Mandarin in high school and middle school then too. Don't have time for it here as much. <laughs> I wish I did, but yeah, I think all of that together, um, coming to SU, the biggest thing for me, I honestly, the whole like finding my parents, finding more about that kind of thing, it's more of a personal thing, but coming to SU, what really changed for me, I think was wanting to connect with that Asian American community because I went to PWIs like throughout my whole life as well, besides here. So I was like, I feel like I'm connected to like the Asian side through like studying it in like a very educational sense. And then the quote unquote white American, I guess, because, you know, American, we're all American, right? So, but like white American side, I've already experienced, but I guess 
I said this actually um, at a, you know, the club here, Asia, Asian students in America. Yeah. Uh, my roommate, actually, Shirley, who's the political education chair, put together a uh, an event called uh, Untold Stories, I think, of the Asian American, the PWI. I'm sorry, Shirley, I'm butchering that right now. <laughs> um, but I got up and spoke. Um, it was like an open forum at the end. And I realized, like, I feel like there's three parts, like three different communities, at least, that I feel like I fit into or not. <laughs> Asian, the Asian community, the white American or American community, and then the Asian American community. I feel like those are three very different things. And I feel like adoptees, we kind of go in between all three of them very weirdly because I didn't have Asian American friends like who did the stereotypical Asian American things, getting boba or like having tripod, like all that kind of stuff. So I had to learn about that coming here. I wanted to. Anyway, long-winded answer to your question. Good answer. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I feel like I knew, at least assuming everything is correct, um, I knew a lot about my adoption and my birth family. Well, not really, but like, I, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like most adoptees have like a box of adopted information, like, you know, like the paperwork and all that stuff. And I would always love to go through it when I was younger, and sometimes I still do. And every single time I would go through it, I feel like I would find more. So it's like it had assumingly real the birth names of my parents. It oh, had, wow. yeah, it had the, it had like my adoption day and time. It had, you know, all like all like the logistical information, and you know, I have like the information of like where my because when I after I was like you know given up um I lived at a baby house um with like you know like the the nannies and so I have like that information but it's never enough you know you always kind of feel like you want to know more and I think being from Kazakhstan like it wasn't anywhere that other I knew other people from like I knew some other people who were adopted from Kazakhstan from like people that my mom had adopted with and I remember when I was younger, we went to, like, events for, like, Kazakh adoptees. Um, but it's kind of like, yeah, you don't really appreciate it at the time because you're, like, I don't know, for me, I feel like being adopted was a fun fact. You know, it's like, oh, I was born in Kazakhstan. Like, you don't even know where that is. <laughs> um, I think growing up, I kind of latched on to, like, Asian American culture in a way because it was something that I felt like I could identify with, but I never really... Like, I just remember growing up and I would love to go to, like, Chinese food places because I felt like, oh, it's, like, something that is kind of like me, but, like, I'm not Chinese, but, like, I didn't really have a deep understanding of what it meant to be Asian American or what it meant to be Kazakh American. And so I feel like coming to Syracuse, I really took the time to, like, understand my identity and, like, how I could be a part of, like, the broader Asian and Asian American community because... I never really had that growing up. Most of my friends were white, and my closest friend is also a Chinese adoptee. Um, so I feel like kind of taking the time and like thinking about my own identity and also learning about, I guess, the experience that I didn't get to have was like a big part of like coming here and taking like the time to really immerse myself in the people and culture that I could find here. Absolutely. I totally agree uh, with you, Mary-Kate, on, like, uh, coming here. And I really didn't have exposure a lot to the Asian-American, like, culture or 
uh, anything like that. Um, and, you know, I really didn't try to take the time to, like, you know, be, like, I'm part of the Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month Planning Committee. Like, I'm learning so much about, you know, the different sectors of the of the Asian, Asian diaspora and, you know, what that, um, you know, all entails. And, you know, I think I'm trying to get more involved, like, this year, obviously, you know, with uh, not just with this podcast, but with all the events that we're trying to plan right now. Um, and, um, you know, it's just really, you know, I guess eye-opening to me, like, the past, like, two or three years that I've been, like, kind of more involved in uh, this stuff. And, you know, I really, I really uh, you know, uh, want to shout out uh, Huey Shao, who's the, mm-hmm. um, who's, He's like, great. the, yeah, uh, with, you know, kind of, like, trying to bring me in and, like, really, like, because, um, like, we've had a couple of conversations and, you know, we talked about, like, you know, Asian American or, like, my Asian, like, you know, identity and stuff like that. And, you know, he really, mm-hmm. like, uh, has suggested. And um, I did have... Um, an advisor for one of my uh, clubs that I was a part of, um, and his name was uh, his name was Nick, and uh, he was um, he had he identified as Asian American. He was also the um, uh, like co-advisor of the committee last year, and uh, he was like he really you know brought me in as well to like this Asian American Savannah Month Committee, and I think that's really helped me kind of like discover that and. I would say, like, last year I tried to do, like, an adoption, like, event uh, thing, and that's really transpired from, you know, me being able to be more comfortable with, like, sharing that, you know, with other people um, and through that platform of the Heritage Month. Uh, and and then going back to uh, uh, your point, Leah, about, like, three, like, different, like, identities, like, like Asian, Amer- yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Asian, um, and then white American, uh, white American, and then, like, Asian American, like, I definitely agree like it's just like kind of like you're kind of going between different ones and you know especially I've learned that here um because you know and you know back home like you know my two best friends are you know uh, are both white like I really haven't had much exposure even in high school to like you know to Asian American Asian Americans or Asian American culture like we really weren't that you know <laughs> um I wasn't able to uh, you know connect, connect with many people uh that identity or, or uh, Asian identity so you know, coming here and then seeing how much, you know, Asian representation is on campus, like, it's kind of refreshing uh, to me. Um, and uh, I really was able to open up, I think, uh, you know, throughout my last, you know, two or four years, or two or three years, like I said, uh, to like that, to sharing that part of my identity as I feel is like hidden, unless if you like tell people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what I've, I have, what I've done, like, I also agree it's kind of like a fat, like a fun fact about like, oh yeah, I'm adopted and you know, I'm from a different country, um, you know. And yeah, like I've I've run into people that like said, you know, they're adopted from other countries, but I feel like it's, you know, like in Europe or, you know, or elsewhere or elsewhere in Asia. Um, but I just feel like in my, in my story, it's a little bit, it might be a little bit different. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I haven't had like deep talks with people about this stuff, you know, maybe until now, but like, you know, it's a, uh, totally like a different experience i guess because like i just don't know much right now but i'm like i'm hoping to like go on my i'll go on this like journey eventually to like finding that and maybe i don't like you said uh, Le- um leah about like you know maybe i that's all i know right now or I'll, that's all i will know but mm-hmm. you know just the prospect of that is really exciting to me yeah no i i think i i relate a lot to that um first of all i really wanted to sit on the aapi committee um i I was the president, now I'm the senior advisor of a minority architecture org. 
Um, and I, I really wanted to represent us by being on it, but it literally conflicts with my studio time. So I can't do that. Um, but I'm really happy for you that, um, you know, both of you, you know, that you've found stuff at Syracuse, you know, people talk about here it like not being diverse enough. And I totally agree. That being said, my elementary school, I had 12 kids in my grade, my high school, I had a hundred. So, um, <laughs> I I'd say this is a, a lot better in my opinion I think you know I feel a kinship whenever anyone says like they're adopted I I never want to pry and I never want to go too far with anyone and like talk about it but part of me is like oh my god another adoptee oh my god <laughs> um you know like I I, I want to talk about it I think you know I I definitely had a lot of white friends and still do you know but I the few adoptee friends that I had I realized this later I was like I didn't talk to them about adoption, though. Like, my two best friends from home, you know, like, we went on some vacations together, like, families and stuff. But, you know, I think it was in high school, and I was like, oh, my God, I've had them around me, but we never, like, talked about adoption, though. We were just, you know, like, reg regular, quote-unquote, friends, right? Finally started talking about it with them, and, you know, it is a very personal thing. I try to, I try to think about it like, oh, I don't want there to be a stigma about it, you know? And like we shouldn't feel ashamed or anything to talk about it but at the same time it is personal and of course the way that people have dealt with it with their parents and personally is very different i mean i i was gonna honestly in my fifth year i was like i want to start like an adoptee club that being said i feel like i don't i don't know what i want to do with it though is the thing because again it's very personal for people so like i also don't necessarily want to make it strictly educational per se because i don't listen there's so much going on educational i don't think we need more of that all the time <laughs> but like i don't know what do you guys think like just be like thing for people to hang out i don't know it's just a thought i had no i think that would be really cool like if it was just more of like a way for people to meet each other and connect and like i don't know maybe like not educational but more of like a conversation for us to have yeah no i definitely agree like honestly I, like i think i was probably thinking the same idea like what if there was like an adoption like or adoptee like club or something like that where you can just like meet you know other adoptees and like with the event like uh that i did last year for afi month um i think there was like a couple people and like i met mary kate you know through that and you know we kind of were able to discuss a little bit about like each of our own different like identities so i think that, like, obviously there are people and i've met people um but obviously we haven't had like you know any deeper or any like type of conversations surrounding adoption or just like oh yeah you know we're adopted oh i'm adopted you know um type of thing you know and maybe you talk a little bit you know about your background but it's not like you know you sit down and talk with people you know like about the experience you know mm -hmm. about being adopted so like i think you know having a club like that would definitely be a good thing you know to have in the future to have uh, on campus like to really connect the, with that identity as i've as i always say i always like to think of adoption as more of a hidden identity than like a mm -hmm. you know a shown identity like unless if you're like out with your adoptive parents and maybe they're like people will be like hmm you know um <laughs> that's sometimes i like I, I think like you know like what like what are people like thinking like when i'm out with like mm -hmm. my parents you know and they see like oh i'm so different or you know yeah, yeah like I, think, I guess that's part of also like a struggle sometimes like you know you don't obviously you don't look like your parents and you know you, I always talk with like my best friends who obviously you know their their parents are their birth parents and you know I'm just like you know yeah I don't know like makes me feel uh, makes me feel a, a certain way I guess certain type of way yeah certain type <laughs> of way <laughs> yeah I 
I totally get that because this is such a small thing that I didn't think about until later. But, you know, even as a kid, like, people are like, oh, what time were you born? And I'm like, yo, I don't even know if my birthday is my birthday. Everyone born. wants to know for astrology. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was going to mention that, too. Like, that's the thing. You know, I, you know, listen, I don't know how much I believe. I'm sorry to the horoscope community, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much I believe about it. I, th I think it's really cool. I think it's great. I think it's fun for sure. But, you know, not going to lie, I did was like, oh, you know, I want to see the whole chart, you know, just out of curiosity. I'm like, oh, when time you're born? And I'm like, oop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the one piece of information I can't really give you. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's questions like that that get kind of like uncomfortable just because you're like, well, eh. <laughs> can't really do anything about that, I guess. But I don't know. I guess it's like the small little things that get you. I think I've been very comfortable with my identity somewhat until I started realizing the racialized world we live in, you know? Um, but I think you were talking about like, oh, what do other people think when they see me and my parents? I think I've been pretty lucky in the fact that I haven't gotten weird questions except from strangers, like straight <laughs> up strangers. It's like super inappropriate too. I don't know what experiences yeah. you guys have had, but I've, I've gotten questions. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> do you want to find your real parents? And I'm like, yo, you don't even know my name. Like, why are you like, you know, it's like me seeing, you know, someone with like, you know, just a, a par just one parent and assuming like, oh, are you the kid of a divorcee? What was that like? It's like, yo, like what? That's just as inappropriate. I don't understand why you think that it's... It, oh, just before I jump off, the thing about also for me, my mom works with international students as well, usually from Asian countries. And I've gotten the question when I'm with her, like, oh, is she one of your students? Which, listen, from like a logical standpoint, I understand. Like, I get it. I really do. Like, you know, of course, someone might think that. But it just kind of sucks, you know? Kind of growing up, like... Being adopted was something that I didn't really care about. I just kind of would tell people because it just felt like a fact about me. But I think growing up, I kind of like started to be like, maybe that isn't something I just have to like tell people. Um, But it's kind of funny because sometimes like I will talk about myself and then people will ask me a question. I'll be like, oh, I have to say I'm adopted now because yeah. I can't answer that <laughs> without, you know. Like the astrology thing. Mm -hmm. oh yeah, and people will be like, oh, that's so interesting. Do you want to meet your birth parents? And I'm like, <laughs> we just met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so many questions about adoption are just really, really personal. And it's like myself, I haven't even really understood the answers to them yet. I don't want to tell that to you. <laughs> and I think another thing is like growing up, being in like a predominantly community for like my entire life, I think... Being Asian was almost like a punchline for me in a way because... Interesting. Yeah, I feel like people would like... I mean, like, not necessarily consciously, but, like, very unconsciously racialize me and, like, say things about, like, my appearance. And I feel like growing up with that just always happening, I kind of was like, I guess I'll lean into it because if I do it, then, like, no one else can do it to me. And then as I grew up, I realized, like, how like wrong that was for me to think but I guess I was just in a situation where I didn't feel like I had another option it was either do it myself or someone would do it to me so I think it was like that acute awareness that you weren't but like because you didn't grow up in a family that also had had those same experiences you didn't realize how wrong it was because it was just happening to you 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, for myself, you know, obviously, like, you know, it's only my sister. I mean, like, I'm glad I have, like, an adopted sister, too. So we, we could definitely, like, relate, like, on that, on, like, you know, having to, like, explain to people that, like, we're, you know, that we're adopted, you know, I think eventually. Because, like you said, like, the question, like, you know, astrology or, you know, people are just like, you know, oh, yeah, like, when when were you born? I'm just like, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, I have to, like, explain and be like, oh, yeah, I'm adopted, you know. Uh, and it's just, um, I don't know, sometimes I feel like a broken record sometimes when I'm, like, I have to keep, like, saying that to people, like, all the time. Like, I meet them, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm adopted. And I'm just like, wow, I just said that, like, a million times <laughs> uh, <laughs> to everyone that I've met. Um, and uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's make, make me, like, um, I don't know if it's just, like, you know, maybe I'm, like, proud of, I mean, I'm obviously proud of, like, you know, uh, in some respect, you know, being adopted. But I guess, like, sometimes I have, like, you know, obviously sometimes, like, the, the stories that I've just heard, like, on, like, you know, whether it's, you know, through YouTube or, like, whatever, like, you know, um, where I get, you know, try to, you know, do research about it. Like, I just hear, like, so many different stories about, like, you know, adoption and, like, going back and, like, trying to f- the search for the birth parents and everything like that. And, and just kind of, like, think about, like, you know, you know, what if I wasn't? You know, what if I wasn't adopted? Like, what would that life be like? Um, and, like, for me, I guess, like, I, you know, I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, because, like, there just isn't that enough that, like, context. Or I don't have, like, that um, similarity of my parents right now to, like, um, you know, and, and I did grow up, um, you know, obviously with, you know, around, like, predominantly white, you know, community, too. So, like, you know, I didn't have that ability to, like, I guess, like, be able to, to uh i guess like you said mary kate about like you know racializing you know myself you know before someone else would do it to me that like i guess that mentality has always you know stuck with me like i'm always like the one to explain myself and then people are just like you know sometimes i hear dead silence you know because <laughs> i might say like oh yeah like i don't know who my mom who my birth parents are or whatever and like they're just like, oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, great. <laughs> we just went into something, I guess, that made them uncomfortable. But honestly, I feel like, you know, sometimes that can be, you know, just a, a good thing for people to, like, just know that, like, that's there's there's people out there that just don't, that just don't know, you know. And mm-hmm. I think bringing awareness to that to everyone, I think, will, you know, help us, I guess, just to be more seen and heard. And um, so that's kind of, like, you know, my goal, you know, and my like mentality whenever I share with people that I'm adopted mm-hmm. is to just like make that make that part of make that identity kind of just known uh, to everyone. Yeah, what you were saying, I think about like educating people about the adoptee experience. I've always kind of done that. I think I was with other adoptees sometimes when I'd get questions, you know, from strangers that were really like, "What? <laughs> why? Why did you just say that? I don't know what you expected me to say." But um, unlike my other friends, I'm not saying this in a bad sense, but I always kind of felt like, you know what, like, unless you, again, if you like come at me or something like super aggressive, maybe I won't tell you. But like, you know, if you say something like real parents, I actually don't mind educating you because I know other adoptees don't feel comfortable doing that. So if I feel comfortable, I'd rather correct them and have them learn from an actual adoptee, like what the proper terms are, like the right ways to phrase it, you know? Um, I was just wondering how you, you two have approached odd questions like that. Cause that's how I feel, but I know not everyone does. 
Um, kind of the same. I'm like pretty okay with like responding to people and being like, you know, you don't say this or like, you know, that's not a question you should ask people. But sometimes it is kind of like you feel like you have to answer, especially when it's like someone that like you're like, I guess, acquaintances with, but you're not really close enough to them. And it's like, well, I guess I'll answer the question because like I understand like why you're asking it because it's like how you ask people questions like to get to know them. But Mm -hmm. like, I think because people who aren't adopted, like they feel like their family is just like something that's just out there and very like basic. Whereas for like adoptees, it's a little more complicated because, you know, we have our like family and then we have our birth family and everyone connects to those in very different ways. So I think just like, like you said, like telling people, because I'm in a comfortable position to do that is better than like letting them just continue to do it and then hurt someone. Yeah. And like approaching people um, or like, you know, they say like, oh, you know, you know, um, I actually, I don't even know if I have like actually gotten that question specifically saying like, you know, oh, like, you know, your your parents are, you know, (laughs) and like that kind of like questioning matter. But like, you know, honestly, like. Like, whenever I get into adoption, I, like, I really get into it. So, like, I, I really, like, let out, like, you know, as much as I, you know, information as I can, you know, in my in my mind, like, just rattle, rattle it off to people. So, I think maybe that's why I don't get that question because I'm always, like, just so comfortable and open with, like, mm. sharing, like, exactly, like, what happened or, you know, as long as they're obviously, like, interested, <laughs> you know, I could probably read a conversation and be like, oh, okay. Um, just maybe. walk up to someone and be like, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> guess what? <laughs> yeah. But um, approaching that, you know, people and saying, like, you know, I, I can I can definitely see that if someone says, like, oh, like, who are your real parents? Like, that's like that word real just is like is it, it just doesn't like it's not the right term. It's just kind of like, I don't know, it makes it, it would make me feel uncomfortable because mm-hmm. um, it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> I have I've lived here in the United States, you know, with my with my um with my parent, my parents, and like they are basically like my parents. Like I feel right now, obviously they're the only set of parents that I can definitely rely on. You know, that are my parents. But I know that I have other sets of parents, like you know the foster parents, like I said before, and then obviously my birth parents, and then my mom, my mom, my adopted mom and dad actually got divorced when I was like seven, and I guess my sister was like three or four, and then. Like, so, but now my mom has since remarried, so I basically have, like, four dads and three moms, <laughs> uh, which is quite interesting, like, yeah. <laughs> um, to, like, you know, to, like, just see that, like, progression of, like, but, like, um, I don't know, like, like I said, I've never gotten, like, I don't think I've gotten that question, like, not even here or, you know, amongst, like, strangers saying, like, oh, like, you know, you're, but, uh, no, I mean, Certainly, I could see how that, you know, can just, like, throw throw you off, you know, all loop. You know, people just say that to you. Like, you have to, like, just, like, you might just be, like, in, you know, shock or something like that. I don't know if there is, like, something that's, like, called, like, adoption or adoption trauma. Like, I've seen, I've heard about it, you know, like, some people, like, you know, when they hear their story, when they finally get to know their stories, sometimes that really just, you know, hits home and, but, uh, I mean, obviously, I don't know my true story yet. So, like, I don't know how that's going to feel if I ever get to that point. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, just to validate your experience, you said, like, to get to know my true story. Your true story is whatever it is, you know, whatever you believe it is. So, like, you know, we were all saying, like, you know, 
ideally as adoptees you want to find out more but honestly like your story is just as valid you know even if you don't know every detail about it quote unquote you know um yeah i i feel like the <laughs> real parents question is like offensive to all parties because like the word real right not only is it um invalidating well it's it's validating i guess your birth parents which fine great but it's invalidating your current parents which i i've been asked that question when they've been there i'm just like i'm so sorry because <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god that, that would suck so bad you know but yeah i don't know um the thing is quite a journey i'm i'm really happy that i got to talk to you guys about it because i think you know it's as i said you know i want to talk to people about it but i never want to pry or anything um i just was like wondering for both of you like do you feel like you're more connected to like your culture of like you know your your parents or do you feel like you're more connected to the culture of like where you're from because i feel like for me that's always been I feel like being adopted, it's like a constant journey of understanding your identity and who you are because how you look and like how you're raised are two like completely different things. And then it's also like, like you were saying, like your parents, like, you know, how do you go to like Chinese school and stuff? And I think I didn't necessarily have like the same experience, but my mom definitely tried to like expose me to like Asian culture and Kazakh culture as much as she, you know, could. But, you know, still like it's not the same as like actually being raised and like the environment of like that you would that your culture is from mm -hmm. so I feel like culturally I've like I've definitely had more of like an Irish lived experience but I also still feel like very much tied to my culture mm -hmm. no I mean I know for myself like uh personally I, mean, I said this before like you know my parents you know didn't really give me much of you know in terms of exposing me to Asian or Asian American culture and uh i mean you know i don't fault them for i don't fault them for that at all like you know it's perfectly fine you know you can choose to how how you want to um raise your you know ad adopted you know child at least i like my that's my opinion but like i guess like you know hearing that you know so many people have like been exposed to that almost sometimes i feel like you know there is that that little bit of like regret that i wasn't you know given that opportunity to like you know, to like embrace, you know, my agents, uh, you know, culture side. But I mean, you know, again, like I, I really am grateful for the uh, Syracuse University, you know, community and like how much Asian representation than like the schools that I've been at before uh, mm -hmm. have uh, given me the opportunity to like really ex try to explore that identity and like, you know, grow in that. And, you know, now I have some, you know, more, you know, <laughs> Asian American or Asian friends, you know, that I can like you know, kind of be like, oh, like, you know, what, you know, what's the, you know, what's your favorite, you know, like K-pop group? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and just like, you know, trying to embrace a little bit more of that culture, just like, just eat every day, I yeah. think is like kind of the goal from here on out. I mean, I do have like, you know, two more months left, you know, essentially, you know, being a senior this year. And I mean, who knows? I may, I may be back, but like, <laughs> I know for myself, like, you know, it's, it's definitely been like a, a journey and a half, you know, like kind of like you said, Marikade about like it's always like a journey to like trying to find like your identities and you know how I like and so I guess to answer your question like I think I associate more still with like my American culture than I do like my my own or like my identity of you know being Korean like Korean culture just because like 
obviously I'd grown up with it and I really didn't have that, like, I guess that intuition until like now to like really try to find that Korean culture and try to embrace myself within it. Like I tried to learn uh, Korean over the summer uh, and I mean, it went for a little bit. I still have like the books and all with me uh, so I can like pick it up any any point. But yeah, I pick up on little things here and there. But, you know, it's definitely like a journey, as you said. Um, so I guess I'd answer that in a sense. I kind of feel connected to both right now, but in a different way than you'd think. So my parents are Jewish American. We're not super religious. I did have a bat mitzvah. <laughs> I uh, trained for for a year, but I don't even know where I stand in terms of like religious Jewish culture. It's more like a community like thing. So there's that, but I also do feel kind of awkward because I'm like, actually another Asian uh, American person here asked me like, oh, how are you Jewish? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Well, first of all, it exists, obviously, because I'm mm. here. <laughs> it's a totally different conversation. Right. Yeah, totally different. But um, yeah, so there's that. I don't, I feel a little weird, like, claiming that I'm Jewish, especially in, like, the ethnic sense and the way that, you know, people who are of Jewish, like, ancestry get persecuted, which I obviously don't experience in that way. But, you know, I feel connected to the culture and the customs, like, we celebrated every holiday, all of that. Um, so that's a specific thing. But then in terms of... Uh, Chinese culture you know I was I grew up actually being taught by mostly Taiwanese uh Chinese instructors which was just you know a coincidence or whatever it is it just happened um and I ended up learning a lot of old Chinese culture so I learned like all these like Chinese songs and nursery rhymes and stuff and I remember talking to some of my mom's international students about it and they're like oh my god that's a song my grandma sings and <laughs> just was like oh well the China that like I really grew up with kind of like doesn't really exist in the full sense so that's kind of a loss for me to be honest so yes i feel connected with that culture but it's sort of like i don't know like not the modern culture at all so that that's sort of a weird thing as well <laughs> yeah all right well uh we appreciate uh everyone uh listening to uh our conversation uh, and i appreciate uh youtube be, uh being here um mary kate and leah uh thank you um, for being here on the um, adoption, I want to call it roundtable, <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, we want to thank um, uh, Amy uh, Measure Smith for allowing us to be in this uh, podcast space, uh, and uh, I want to thank you for uh, thank the whole uh, API uh, Heritage Committee for being uh, behind this idea um, and for really uh, taking it uh, another step forward. Uh, so please listen to all the rest of the podcast that we have coming up here. Um, there's going to be a, uh, quite a few uh, during AAPI month. Um, but uh, for Christian Bonadonna, Mary Kate Kevens, Leah Margola, we just want to close out here and uh, thank you all uh, for listening. This podcast is brought to you by HOP and SSS's The Census Project. 
The Census Project encourages self-exploration and community building through podcasting, music, and beat making. You can find out more about The Census Project at SyracuseCensus.com. Through nuanced discussion and dialogue across differences, The Census Project seeks to create a more inclusive community, one podcast at a time. This is Craig Tucker, and we thank you for listening.